You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand rising and good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I am your host, Trey Holiday. So glad to have you guys joining us on this terrific Tuesday. And I will say, already the sun is looking like it's going to be peeking through so I, I may have my sweatshirt on today but trust and believe I might have to break out later on in the afternoon so excited to have you guys joining us well of course we got some great guests on the show today and before we even get to them I gotta say happy birthday to Omi it is Omi's birthday y'all know him he is a major part of this team and shout out to you uh, for your birthday Omi you know we love you over here at Convert Thank you for everything you've been doing. He's a major producer for Circling Seattle Sports. So glad to have you uh, on this team with us. And, you know, every time I get to connect with you, Omi, it's a great day. So happy birthday. Enjoy it to the fullest. And we'll be celebrating you over here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, also, you guys, uh, before I get into my guest today, we will we want you guys to know that Elevate, we, we, we talked about this last year. Elevate is happening again this Thursday on the 16th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, at the Moore Theater. You guys can make sure you guys tune in. Amazing opportunity for our, you know, people and community who are around spoken word, poetry, to be mentors and to connect with young artists out there. So it's, an, it's a great show put on by more theater shout out to SDG presents um, please make sure you guys go check out elevate another way to support you know great works happening in our community and today I get to sit down with Emijah Smith Emijah Smith has now put her hat running in the hat in the hat for the 37 district state representative I'm so excited to be joined by her today. We're going to chop it up. And later on in the show, I'll be talking to Tigus Bayene. No, BNA. Got it. BNA. I'll be talking to Tigus about her book that is also dropped. You know, this is a, a perfect platform to really highlight what amazing folks are doing in community. And so I'm so glad I get to start the show off with one amazing person that I get to work alongside all the time. Miss Emijah Smith. What's up, Emijah? Hi, thank you. This is, this is such a <laughs> yes. Hello. I'm to be here with you, Trey. Honestly, and to be here with Converge, just being part of the community. I'm excited. I have nothing but great energy right now. Well, you know what? We can feel the energy. And, and I'll say <laughs> that, you know, I I, I have a, my own take on you because I get to experience you, your approach to community work and your dedication and sincere approach to relationship building and to continuing those relationships through the work. Tell us a bit about, you know, why you said I got to do this run for the 37th, uh, you know, district and represent at, at the state level. Tell us a bit why you said I got to do this. I say I have to do this because I have the historical context being born and raised in the 37, you know, central districts out then having the experience of the war in our community, the war on drugs. So having that historical context, but also having the current context of the displacement, the gentrification, um, the different issues that 37th across the state is really impacted by from uh, climate justice to all the things. So being a mother and being a grandmother, 
in our community, doing legislative advocacy for over 15 years, being in Olympia, advocating, bringing power with our voices, working alongside the community. It's like, it's a natural thing to do. And so when I think about policy on a state level, it's across the state, but we have to make it meaningful in our community. You have to understand how to utilize the language. There's some fine nuances within Olympia that needs to be uh, practiced. And I've been practicing for a number of years with my relationships there. So yeah, that's what drew me to this opportunity. Well, you know, I gotta say, I think a lot of people are, you know, the first question is, whoa, you wanna take on that responsibility. And I think particularly as KHT ex ex exiting yeah. this position, you know, we all, many of us read this op-ed, right? Of her coming out and saying, look, the way that they do business here in Olympia is just different from me, you know, wanting to just represent my constituents at, in an authentic way and some of the things that she had to deal with in Olympia you know you're saying look I'm up for those challenges tell us a bit how you're already thinking about your approach if elected I first want to give a shout out to KHT KHT I you know heart was a little bit broken when she decided not to but I totally honor her choices as well as other legislators who have chosen to focus on their families you know this is not new to me those nuances the values how do you effectively communicate with a legislator because I've been in those spaces and I've built relationships I've advocated for policies that have moved forward and are impacting people in our lives today right so the way I, I will continue to do that the thing about me I think that really sets me off is I cannot turn it off. When it comes to talking about racial justice, social justice, right, the nuances, I can't turn that off. And I will bring our lived experience and community forward. And I think that others are doing great work there. They are cracking it open for others to pave the way. I feel like that's what KHT did, cracked it open. So you could have those real conversations about how this may conflict with your values, but I'm gonna walk with the same integrity I walk in community in those spaces because I already have. Yeah. I'm not a new face in Olympia. And I also feel like, I don't know, wherever you see me, I bring that authenticity and that integrity. So that will remain. Yeah, I, I think, you know, th this is something that's so key, I think for any race is getting the people who don't know you to understand that yeah. you've had that impact, right? Not yeah. just locally in the 37th and really beyond, but also at the state level in Olympia. Yeah. How do you plan to bring people along into your campaign who, who don't know who Amijah Smith is, haven't really felt your direct impact in community or uh, again, at the state level? That's a great question. So really the, the families look different in terms of like, it's not majority of people of color, even though we're very diverse and particularly for the black community, right? We are probably three to 4% um, in the 37. Well, let's not say Skyway because Skyway is the most yeah. populated, densely populated for African-Americans, but we connect on our values. The 37th is still a place where families can thrive. And this is about having healthy families and healthy communities. And so I've been engaging with lots of the families in the 37th as PTA president, Seattle council, PTSA uh, vice president. So within Seattle public schools, I'm a familiar face in those spaces. And there's lots of families in the 37th that I have relationships with. But I just wanna say that I'm all about safer neighborhoods. I'm investing in education, you know, our justice reform, um, healthcare access, all the things that are important to the 37th, as well as our air quality. Like I said, 37th is truly impacted. So what am I doing more other, other than connecting with the values and saying that through our diversity, there's power in that. And we're gonna move together as a collective. 
Yeah, this is exciting, I think, for a lot of folks because we hear, you know, we, we see campaigns here often, right? Yeah. And, you know, we love to be able to uplift people that are in our community doing this work. I think, you know, uh, connecting with KHT, I really felt that she had this genuine presence of like, hey, I, I got to do this for my people. And I really, uh, because I know you, I have the real preference and, the uh, uh, you know, the, the luxury of really understanding that and feeling that. But you, you said something here that's really important to us here at Converge as well. When we talk about education, we understand there are some major gaps still to this day <laughs> yes, when it comes to public schools. What are some of the things that you directly want to really do as a state representative, if elected, to, to really close those gaps around education? You know, I want to continue the work that Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. We had an audio issue, and of course, we want y'all to hear what Imaja is saying. So I'm going to rephrase my question because you guys know that's live TV. Shout out to our crew over here for making it happen really quickly because we didn't want y'all over there talking about y'all couldn't hear Imaja. So great job to our crew over there. But really, what we were talking about was your approach to closing the gaps in education, and you were describing that there are things you've already done, but you're also bringing the audience up to speed who may not know what you've done. Yeah, so I was sharing, I've been doing uh, advocacy, edu education advocacy for a number of years. First and foremost, around early learning education, making sure that our youngest um, have the opportunities of quality education so that they can be prepared for kindergarten. And then in our K through 12 system, really making sure that our students are being um, met where they're at in terms of their learning opportunities and abilities. So we have to bring in language access. We need to bring in, um, make sure we have our ethnic studies, African-American studies. So I'm a bit a big proponent for that and have been in committees and councils on the state level with OSPI, you know, to ensure that those things are happening. And I will say over the past two years, I have been seen in Seattle public schools where they're offering to our 11th graders, you know, ethnic studies, African-American studies, and that's new. Right. But that did take years of advocacy and shout out to Representative Jesse Johnson for leading that. In addition to that, we have to make sure that we are ensuring that we have the resources that are coming into our public schools so that we have the fully funded education that our students need. And in particular, I like to speak about our kids who are receiving special education services. We still need more activation and, and to make sure their uh, resources or they're getting what they need. I'm sorry, I'm tripping over my words, but that making sure that they get what they need. And then we also have to put strong investments into college and career readiness. Yeah. So I do support um, the Promise program, the two mm -hmm. years to making sure that uh, paying for education should not be a burden. And so I've been talking to our local electeds about that. Like, how are we making sure that our, our public schools and high school students can receive those services? Thank yeah, you. well, you know, it, it, clearly your, your platform is standing on work that you have been involved in for a long time and yes. a number of years. And I think uh, others out there really may have experienced your work in the justice system, right? And yeah. just reform. Tell us a bit about uh, some of the history you have there and what you're looking to do as a state representative if elected? Well, I first and foremost want to say that I stand on the shoulders of those who've come before me, right? And so any win that's happened that I've been a part of, it's been part of in collective. That's just how I move. I'm a team player. So I just want to put that out there. But I have been a very vocal voice as a community member to make sure that we are correcting the wrongs that occurred during the war on drugs, those crime bills that are steeped in racism, that over-policing, right? Just the lack of resources that were brought to our community that we're lacking in our community when we need the help the most. And so my thing is like, 
restoring and healing and providing resources for that because the outcry and the outcomes of that was splitting our families apart. And I think we are still seeing like the, the shock value in our community now with um, gun safety, right? Or safer neighborhoods are a residual of that. And so those are systemic issues. And so the way you correct those is you create good policy to um, implement or remove from those bad policies. So one of the things that I will say that I was a big proponent on um, advocating for legal financial obligations, those uh, interest rates have been so ridiculously high and it prevented for those who were coming out or uh, you couldn't get any type of uh, support for somebody who's on the inside. Those burdens fell on the families on the outside. Right. And our communities, low income, we're low income communities. Are, there's people of color. Those burdens are high. You're paying for uh, phone calls, whatever you're doing. That burden is not on those on the inside. That's on us. We have to correct that. And then how can someone get out and get housing or get a job if they can't do those things because they have to pay back fees that were accruing at 12 percent? So I played a role in advocating for those fee, those interest rates to come down. I definitely played a role in how uh, the three strikes law. So uh, robbery, too, is no longer a um, strikeable offense. Right. And so people have spoken to me about through that advocacy, how their loved ones or community members or neighbors have been um, found redemption mm -hmm. in that opportunity. So that was drawn for me as a high schooler. I wanted to make these changes in high school before I ever became a mother or thought to be a grandmother, because um, if our communities are not healthy, then none of us are healthy. If our families aren't healthy, none of us are healthy. So Man. it's just in me. It's in me. It's not on me. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> you, I mean, you've been doing this work for so long and that's why I think it's really important. One of the things you described earlier too was the diverse nature of the 37th district. Mm -hmm. And I think what we've seen in politics and particularly uh, in, in Western Washington, because I know more about that side is that there's this divide, right? There's, there's candidates who represent certain people and there's mm -hmm. candidates who represent others, but really the greatest candidates try to find, find ways to bridge the gaps. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I talk about how you bring people along who may not know you, there's also some real high level amount of uh, intentionality that has to be put in your campaign around how you make sure that people who may think, oh, you know, she's going to be talking about things that don't really apply to me. How do you get them to understand, again, what you just said, that you're really about families and you're about all families having that sense of safety, having that sense of security, that right now isn't felt in all all throughout the 37th there's a wide range of ways that people experience that how do you get them to understand that you're also their candidate i help try get people to understand to see again shared values and lived experience right so uh, being a survivor of domestic violence for instance most of us who've survived that can relate to each other right so i'm really a proponent for investments of stronger protections and supports for survivors uh, i speak with some people who are in the immigrant community, how, you know, that's an issue. Mm -hmm. They have a, sim we, not, we may not have come here the same way because I'm a descendant of the stolen ones, but we have an issue about how we have to navigate our own safety. And too often black women, indigenous women, uh, immigrant women and other women of color are not protected in the system that is supposed to protect us. So I speak to the lived experience. As a mother, I think I'm the only parent um, who's running for this particular time is like, I can relate to what it means to navigating the school system. I can relate to that not only as a parent wanting to get the best education for my child, but also for religious issues, right? So I support and advocate in every school I've been at to make sure that our Muslim children 
could have prayer and they could be supervised mm. for prayer. And people don't know too often my, my family are, are Muslim. So I have to also advocate around the anti-blackness of that because they have said, oh, you can't go. You're just playing. It's like black folks have been, been participating in Islam for thousands of years. So what are you talking about? So I just try to find lived experience of how we can relate as parents, how we can relate it from safe neighborhoods and also how I've been effective in making that change. I'm not just here to talk about it, right? We have to be active. Now on the state level, whatever we're doing, it has to impact the entire state. Mm -hmm. So I've built relationships across the state from Southwest Washington, Spokane, uh, Eastern Washington, Central Washington, talking to families about their issues. I was just advocating for a parent whose child is being declined on over in Pasco. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we're just making connections because she doesn't understand the process and what's happening to her child. And I happen to meet her, right? Because I'm going to take my son to a basketball game in her community. So I'm taking the time to meet with people to really understand what their circumstances are. Um, and just share and then connect them to the resources that we have over here. And so the best thing was that she knew she had a support. She don't know us, but she had a support network of folks who could help her man to manage and navigate that process, even though it's painful at the end of the day. So that's who I am and that's what I do. I try to connect on our lived experience as human beings and not try to look at our, sep our separate categories because I think that's divisive. We do have different perspectives and lived experiences that should be honored, but how do we move in a collective and how do we move in solidarity? Yeah. Solidarity. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you know, our time is short because this is a 30 minute <laughs> show. We're going to go over obviously because I wanted to give you that time and space. That. And, you know, of course, I got to give you time to look right there in the camera and tell people how they can support your campaign, follow your campaign, be one of those folks who will eventually be electing Imaja. Please, right there, let them know how yes, to Yes, please go to the website, www.electemaja.com. You can support by volunteering by giving a donation, by spreading it on your social media. Um, you're welcome to reach out and ask more questions about who I am and get to know who I am. Um, and just, you know, talk to me. Don't be afraid. Ask a question. Absolutely. Imaja, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to thank join you. me today on the day with Trey. So glad that we could help to elevate who you are, because you. I think it's so important for people. You know, I, ha I wore my shirt for you today. You know, black voters matter here. <laughs> uh, you know, you get that right there. The camera's on. Uh, black voters matter. And I think obviously it's it's one of those things that we talk about often here at Converge Media, the need for us to be civically engaged. So thank you for putting your name in the hat and bringing all of your lived experience and advocacy to the table. Uh, you know, we're going to be rooting for you. I'm going to be rooting for you. I can't vote for the 37th, but you know, I'm over here like, because I also have really seen your impact and, I, and I'm really hoping that the audience got a bit to know about who you are today and that they'll tap in. I appreciate the opportunity. I just appreciate being in the space with these Emmy Award winning <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my goodness, you guys. We started off right with Imaja. We're going to continue in that vein. Up next, after this short break, I have Tigis Biene. She will be joining us. We're going to be talking about her book, Love, Sex, and Sorrow. Stay tuned after this yeah, short break. Enough. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hello, my name is Ramon Brian Braxton, and I am the artistic director and conductor for the historic Juneteenth musical that will be presented at the McCaw Music Hall on Sunday, June 19th at 6 p.m. The musical is entitled Songs of Black Folk, Music of Resistance and Hope. 
This concert will feature the rich musical traditions that have been birthed from the African-American experience, including spirituals, jazz, gospel, R&B, hip-hop, and spoken word. An orchestra plus rhythm section will accompany internationally renowned soloists Bridget Brazil, Solomon Howard, and James Conner, along with local artists Felicia Curry and Robin Henderson. Our special guest artist will be Mr. Darren Atwater, critically acclaimed composer and founder of Baltimore Soulful Symphony. Additionally, a choral group of local singers will present diverse arrangements of iconic African-American music. You can reserve your free tickets for this phenomenal event on Ticket Leap, searching One Seattle Juneteenth or on the McCall Hall website. Please join One Seattle in partnership with the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship of Kent, the Church Council of Greater Seattle, and a long list of community sponsors as we celebrate freedom with music that speaks and heals every soul. COVID protocols will be in place and masks are required. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. Up next right now, we have Tigis Biene. She's going to be telling us about all, all about her book, Love, Sex, and Sorrow. What's up, Tigis? What's up? Hey, <laughs> welcome to The Day with Trey. Thank you so much for joining me in the Black Media Matter Studios. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is really nice. I was, like, all looking around earlier. Yeah. Like, this is beautiful. Well, I, I got to say, there's so much that goes into putting a book together like you've done. Tell us a bit about what made you say, I got to be an author. I got to get this story out in this way. Um, so it started off with actually like long therapy, to be honest. And it's a true story. Um, so this is me telling like my story. And it was a therapy session that I wrote out on my laptop about my feelings. That was like my to do list. And um, just how to get over certain things. This was eight years ago, though. So I've had this in the computer for a long time, but I always will go back and just tell a story. And it was actually kind of like a healing process. And then um, I had good girlfriends writing children books and all this stuff. And one of my um, one of my good guy friends, he was like, you should write something like, what are you doing? So I was like, huh? And then um, I got recommended like, oh, you should publish this story. So I gave it to a publisher and they're like, oh, we want to publish your book. And I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. <laughs> but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't. I just thought it was just like a good fun time for me. Yeah. So once the book drops, then mm -hmm. it's like it's public. It's something yeah. that's been kind of in the works for you for many years. Yeah. Tell us a bit about some of the logistics behind that, because obviously now you do spots like this. You've mm -hmm. got to get it out there. Tell us a bit about how that leg of this journey has mm -hmm. been for you. So I, I didn't know. I had to <laughs> ask people um, who has written a book and was promoting and putting their stuff out there. So I reached out to a couple of people who I do know who have like podcasts. And um, I was on one last week, the up and up. That was cool. Was, uh, I was honored to. That was my first time. So um, and then you guys. So it was just me like really get myself out there and really promoting myself. Yeah, that's usually what I do now. Well, I think it's important because there's so many different things in terms of that competitive nature of, mm -hmm. you know, books that are out there. But I think there's something special about you sharing your own lived experience. So mm -hmm. it's not just like this fiction story that you was like, oh, I, I'm going to create these characters. Mm -hmm. You really gleaned off of something. So that's you pouring yourself into this book. Tell us what what the story is and what you want readers to really get out of this. So I really want readers. It's a short read, um, but each chapter kind of titles of like, like of who I am and what like ops like obstacles I went through. 
Um, so that's one thing. So you will like get a taste of me and my life and my culture being raised here in Seattle as African um, community. And, you know, I, I highlight special places in Seattle. I highlighted um, my community and, you know, little jokes here and there. Um, and just talked about like my journey of when I was shot eight years ago. And a lot of people, you know, that met me now, they don't know that story until they read the book. So it's a true story. It's not, there's nothing like, I mean, I changed some names, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but that was it. Yeah. Well, you know, I always appreciate that you took the time and mm -hmm. I think it's courageous to, to say, look, I need to get this story out there and yeah, mm -hmm. maybe you change names to like, you know, mm -hmm. mix it up a bit, but you know, you coming out and saying, this is really about my lived experience that really takes some, um, you know, leaping of faith and like stepping out on your own and realizing like, Hey, there's some other people that may heal from this story may take something that they can mm -hmm. relate to from your story. Uh, so that's really important. When, when you think about, you know, uh, future works of Tigus, mm -hmm. right. You know, this may be your first book. Have you, uh, contemplated what it may look like for you to continue as an author? Yeah, I do um, was actually approached about doing a volume two, because like I said, the first book leaves you with a lot of questions and it leaves you like, okay, what happened? What, wait a minute. This, she's awake. Did she walk again? Like I had a lot of questions afterwards or what was like my dating life after. Um, so I'm going to do a volume two of that. And then also want to do a documentary that's like my next go-to thing. Right on, mm -hmm. right on. Well, this is really great work. And mm -hmm. uh, again, you know, this is something that we love to highlight happening in our community. Folks stepping out, telling their stories, mm -hmm. utilizing all of the different mediums to do that. Kudos to you for, you. you know, this first book and for this volume two coming up. It gives uh, the audience something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. You can look right there in that camera, make sure people know how they oh, buy God. your book. How do they follow you and catch up with all things tickets? Uh, you could definitely Amazon and it will be on Barnes and Nobles here shortly. Also, um, you can follow me on Instagram, lovetigus25. Um, I don't have nothing else, y'all. But <laughs> you could definitely um, send me questions if you want to sit, talk, interview, podcast, you, you ask me more in-depth questions. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me at. There it is in the title of the book, Love, Love Sex, Sex and, and Sorrow. Love, Sex and Sorrow. Thank you so much, Tiggy, for being so with me much. today. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Absolutely. We made it happen, right? We've been talking Woo -hoo -hoo. for a minute. So this is really great. Thank you yeah, again for making it, it work with your schedule. Thank you. Of course. It's an honor, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so there it is, you guys. You guys can purchase that book on Amazon.com right now, Love, Sex and Sorrow by Tiggis Biene, uh, a Seattleite who is sharing a part of her story. She wants you to hear about this and then it sounds like you guys are going to be on a bit of a cliffhanger so you guys can purchase volume two when it drops i'll be recapping the show and telling you what's coming up tomorrow after this short break stay tuned you guys you're watching the day with trey everyone's invited to the prom from the creators of the book of mormon elf and the drowsy chaperone the prom is a musical comedy about big broadway stars on a mission to change the world and the love they discover that unites them all the Prom makes you believe in musical comedy again. So full of happiness that you think your heart is about to burst. Everyone deserves a chance to celebrate. On sale now. Tickets at FiftHavenue.org. 
Welcome back to the day with Trey, everybody. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. And right there, you guys got a glimpse of a new film that has dropped. It is everywhere that you guys find Converge Media right now. It's across all of our platforms. That is the soul poll. We were able to tell the story. It has been a year long coming where we participated in the activities of the restoration of the soul poll right there in, on the side of Douglas Truth Library on 23rd and Yesler. You guys, what an amazing film. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the Converge team, but it really is another way that we are utilizing our amazing skills here and our amazing, talented team to continue to tell stories of the Black community. And shout out to Seattle Public Libraries and to the Black Heritage Society for uh, bringing us in on this amazing effort to restore the soul pole, but also shout out to our entire production team who was involved in this effort. It's an amazing short film that you guys can check out anywhere that you guys find Converge Media. We got it on all of our platforms. Make sure you guys tune into that today. And I want to thank you guys for joining me today on The Day with Trey. I know we went over a little bit, but I really wanted to give our guests the time that they deserve to share their stories. This is what The Day with Trey is all about. It's a continuing effort that we have here at Converge Media to always uplift amazing stories happening throughout our community. And it's one of those things that I really love to carry along with me on a daily basis. So thank you for pouring your love into The Day with Trey. Thank you for tagging and sharing this stream and sharing the show with people that you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness. Tomorrow, GSBA is going to be in the building. I'm going to be sitting down with Ilana. I can't wait to dive into what all that GSBA is up to these days. We're going to be having a great discussion tomorrow. And of course, you guys, we want to make sure you guys stay informed. Tomorrow's also Wednesday and Brian Callanan has created a little piece for us because he's actually out on vacation. So shout out to you, Brian, for taking some much needed time. But we do appreciate you for building something for the show tomorrow. So we'll still be diving into some of those main topics that are happening throughout Seattle City Council. Of course, you guys, be inspired. That's what I want. I want you to be inspired by these guests today. You know, you heard from Imaja Smith there that she is taking her lived experience and her work in advocacy at a community level and state level and across the state in multiple counties to now trying to represent the 37th district with her campaign, electamaja.com. Make sure you guys go check that out. And also Tigis BNA was here telling us a bit about love, sex and sorrow. You guys can find that on Amazon right now and be on the lookout because it will be dropping on Barnes and Noble as well. Uh, make sure you guys support these guests. That's what it's all about. And also be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution as they have. Until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.